This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome along, folks, to uh, the latest, very latest episode of Chewing the Cud. Um, today we're going to look back briefly on the bomber, but I think the main talking point today will be uh, the four points we received back and the fallout uh, from that. Uh, we'll also couple of uh, predictions for West Ham later on. Uh, before I start today, just it's been again, we said it before, uh, it's been a tough few weeks for uh, a couple of us. Um, uh, Richie, who who joined me today, good afternoon, Rich, by the way. Hey, Joe, how are things? Oh, good. Uh, yeah, it's been a tough couple of weeks with work and stuff like that, but not just that. Uh, Richie, uh, personally, he lost his mother in law, Peggy. Uh, condolences again, Rich, uh, to you and Anne Marie and all the family. Uh, like the stuff just goes on folks that and, and we love doing the podcast but sometimes like there's genuinely more important stuff that, that goes on in the world with, with work and kids and, and stuff like that uh, so again condolence um, uh, the loss of Peggy and also uh, now it's just been sent Richard today but uh, Chris a very very close friend of his uh, we knew him as well from travelling over uh, Jared Gannon passed away last week. Uh, big, big Evertonian. Travelled far and wide to see Everton across Europe, up and down the country. Uh, sad, sad loss to the, uh, not just to the Gullison or to the Dublin Blues, but to uh, the Everton community in general in Ireland. Jared, lovely fella. Met him many occasions, whether it be in the airport or over at a match. Uh, just so sad to, uh, to lose another top, top Evertonian. Uh, so again, condolences to Chris, uh, all the lads at Dublin Bills, and obviously uh, Jer's family. Uh, okay, Rich, uh, we'll, just, we'll just go back briefly. I want to kind of uh, dedicate today mostly to the, the appeal decision. It kind of is similar to a lot of games recently. Uh, and going back most of the season, we letting teams have all the possession, um, and, and they weren't really doing much with it. Uh, we we kind of held them off, uh, a couple of scary moments, but the defense is just solid as a rock now, especially the two centre halves. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you kind of look again. So the best thing that I can do here is not watch it because it's it can be horrendous to watch. <laughs> you know that it's really really bad you look at results and say oh you know what a point away to, to, to Brighton it's not it's not the worst in the world but when you're looking at it it, it can be so painful you know you're sitting in and look we are re- we're very organised very structured very solid um, and that's why I suppose to give up a goal so late from the way that it, it transpired was was a kick in the teeth you know um, it was soft really um, I thought Beto was kind of reckless lunged in twice and got, got sold by Gross you know Made, made an absolute idiot of him and then looked to it to be fair grossed them well and it was a great ball in but I think we had eight players in the box and that's normally bread and butter to us you know but I just felt that we got caught underneath as Dunk was attacking it but all in all defence has been really good you look back at the games I think I saw a stat that we third best defence in the league in regards to kind of goals conceded and things which is a testament given kind of where we are in the league and what's been going on and everything and to have that kind of discipline you know that it, it bodes well you know, to try to take positives from it because this season has been complete and utter shit due to things outside of our control, you know. And if we could add a little bit of attacking kind of 
player creativity you'd have a half decent side there you know it is frustrating but now kind of come to summer who knows what'll happen with more sales and stuff like that but right now i mean yeah defense has been really really good and it, it you know i suppose the right back position is one that we have had four different players in there over the course mm. of the season and all kind of come in and kind of made a stake for it and everyone kind of comes in you say oh you know what he's not doing too, well maybe not actually young but the other three have all done fairly well on 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 occasions so it's it's good that there's back up there and there's kind of changes that can you know that pe- people can drop in but yeah all in all i think defense has been really really good and um yeah it's just kind of giving them the sport further up the field is what we need to do yeah that's it that's the one thing for me uh just on the right back although they've all come in and done okay the one problem we have not like in two center halves and michelenko they're standing above everyone else maybe that's the problem we have is that there's no standout performer at right back, maybe out of the mall, possibly Seamus would be, would be the man, but he's not consistent enough, like injury wise. I mean, so I think that's the only downfall we had. Again, I'm kind of counteracting myself that the defense has been so good, but right back just seems to be the last final piece of jigsaw we can't really get right. Yeah, and I mean, it. it, it... I suppose it varies from, you know, I suppose a couple of games ago, no one saw Godfrey coming in playing right back. It was just out of, mm. out, of, out of needs must. You know, he's gone in and he's done okay there. Now it's his position to lose almost, you know, when you see kind of that Patterson, Coleman all on the bench the other day, Young on the bench as well. So it's it's kind of who's in and who's, who's willing to kind of put in the performances. But uh, I think Godfrey's been doing okay there recently. You know, again, he was moved into the centre when Young came on and kind of moved to a five, or I think that was the idea anyway. But... Yeah, look, I think there's work to be done all over the field, really. You know, and if it's a if it's a full back that that you know we have, young Coleman all kind of coming to the end. You know, who knows how Patterson's career is going to progress? It doesn't look good for him, really. If you're saying that, you know, he's in that position, and there's three other guys who are pretty much ahead of him now. You know, you wonder kind of is he going to stick around for it? So it'll be interesting to see. Kind of, again, you don't know, want to talk about the summer at this point in time, but yeah, I I, I think long term there there needs to be a probably someone who who will come straight into the side and be the number one there yeah, for, yeah. for for years going going forward. Then we'll have problems in other positions. Oh <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah. Uh just uh the brand wait goal and now we're skipping through this game because I want to get to the the high seduction. Um Brant White goal I mean, what uh, like the control the first touch and just the like the sweetness of, of a left foot it was just like a striker's finish really what and I know like we're kind of going off a little bit, but people are saying, you see the goals like he scored, uh, the goals Michael Keane has scored. No, I mean, <laughs> so much, they're not so our, our strikers who are scoring like, them goals anyway. Do you know what I mean? This is like, but I mean, the touch, like just to cut. We said this before, like the chap is so calm on the ball, but to do it in, in the opposition box, just control the ball and hit a sweet shot, and it was just, just perfection. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was, it was perfection, you know. the the touch, the swivel, the turn, the shot. It was really, really good. Um, yeah, and I mean, look, he's not there to score goals. He's a big, empowering man, you know, mm-hmm. and he's, he's, I don't know, is that two or three he's after kind of getting of late? But, you know, I think once you've kind of got the monkey off your back, he's probably a little bit more confident up there now as well, and he's making more of a nuisance of himself. But I think just his general play, how cool he is on the ball, you know, he is... 
he's next level. He probably won't be with us for that long, unfortunately, you know, the, the way things are going. But he is, without doubt, one of the shining lights of the season. Um, and a pleasure to see him, you know, I think done the right thing, went away, got experience playing and has come back in and, you know, I know he had that knock over the summer, but when you just had the, the first few games of the season, Michael Keane is starting, you're saying, oh, here we go again. But, you know, as soon as he came in, you know, he is undroppable, you know, and <laughs> if he can do that, he'd be nearly willing. You know, defence is, is, I won't say so solid. It's, obviously, he's part of it, but he needs, <laughs> if he can do that a few more times between now and the end of the season, it'll be more than welcome. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's just, a, like I said, he's, he's just calm, doesn't panic and and we said before he has the pace to get himself out of trouble when he does make a mistake. But uh, but even even reading, uh, you know, he's he's able to pick up positions where he's not getting himself, and it, he's still yeah. learning. You know, who was it? Maybe it was the city second goal a couple of weeks ago, where you know I think they were criticising him that he looked over the wrong shoulder and he got kind of got caught the wrong side. Yeah, 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 and he yeah. jumped in, but. I don't. I think he's the kind of fellow who will learn quick from it. You know that yeah. it's it's one of those things kind of got caught off balance. But all in all, he's been he's been fantastic. Yeah. Well, listen, you can't slight young lad. He's up against Erling Haaland. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Again, it's it's all a learning process, and he's he's just doing it so well. Um, just a quick uh, the red card, definite red card for me. I thought it was just uh, boy stood up, uh, definite leg breaker. I, I think Anana was really looking at his foot was, was just slightly off the ground. The biggest surprise for me was that they actually sent him off. I think it's the first time since 21 that we've had a player sent off against us before, really? we've, we, before we've had someone. Since you uh, man against West Brom there early in, I know Hamas was playing, we won 4-2 on a Saturday morning or something like that. Mm. But yeah, in, 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 in a couple of years. So um, yeah, I mean, there's no qualms about it. You know, obviously throw the hands up and you make a bit of an ordeal and say, oh, what's that for? Whatever. But yeah, you know, it was, it was never going to be overturned. So, uh, yeah, again, I suppose to look at the way the game panned out in the back of that with 10 minutes to go and you're 1-0 up, feeds right into our hands, you know. You no. said, Jesus, surely hold on here and you have just... It, 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 it's a killer, you know, because, again, look, before it, there's no way anyone would have been disappointed with a with, with a point away to Brighton. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the way it panned out scoring with 20 minutes to go or 15 minutes to go, whatever it is, but then you get nine minutes on the clock, gives them a bit of a lift as well when they're starting to put on a bit of pressure. But we just don't have that composure in the middle. You know, even with, with I thought when Onana came on, made a difference, all right, himself and, and Garner were were decent. But just not enough to control, kind of, I suppose we're not used to playing in that way where we can take the sting out of it. We still continue to play and continue, continue to to drop back and inviting the pressure. But we're, we're good at it. So again, you can't kind of criticise too much, but it's just a pity because it would have been a massive, massive three points. You know, given the way that results have gone the last couple of weeks as well, we're slowly kind of eking points. You know, the point against Palace, the point against, against, against Brighton. But, you know, to get three, you know, it's, and again, it's just getting that monkey off our back, given that we haven't won if for so long, would have would have been really good. Yeah, I just thought. Uh, I just thought Ashley Young was the wrong substitution for me. I thought we put on Emity or Dobbin just to have another out ball. I know it sounds ridiculous. Like we were the one with eleven men, they were out to ten. So I think to sit in was a bit of a mistake. Just putting Young in to steady the ship rather than. Kind of come out with the ball, have a go, just just even get the ball out, just lump it upfield to an out ball, be it Beto or Dobbin or someone. So I thought we kind of invited the pressure on ourselves. Dobbin wasn't on yeah. the bench, 
that he had, oh, a, he had a, no he had a knock oh, okay. so that's potentially why so again you're limited yeah, you know he was not <laughs> when, when when you look at it there wasn't too many options i mean i suppose the idea you put godfrey back in as a third center half and young goes as a as, as a as a right wing back or you just swap and you go michael Keane in for someone that's basically what your options are you know or you you've chamiti which may have been an option but then i suppose you've been too brave on it but I don't know. Yeah. I I I would I wouldn't criticize it too much. Maybe not young. You know, if you go with Keane again, I suppose we know what kind of a calamity he can be. You know, the stick that he would have got if he was the one underneath it. But for me, I think you, you go to five at the back, or you go to three centre halves. That's bread and butter for us. We should be dealing with it, and that's that's the kind of killer. It's the first headed goal I think we've conceded for play this season. Yeah, no, I so think, I just think it was it was us sitting back rather than being. Oh, proactive! No, go, go, go for it, or even just. Like... We had our chances too, you know. The Beto mm. had a chance that you know to 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 get the second goal. I think Harrison had a half chance as well, and it's just putting that game to bed. We don't we don't have the clinical edge. Haven't had it for years, you know, and that's that's why we're in the mess we're in. I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's spot on, spot on. Okay, again. Uh, we did taken a point before the match, uh, a good point, but it just felt like a defeat. At the time, um, conceding so late, but um, I think it would have been really good if we'd have beaten Palace just to have four points from those two games. You know, you're winning, even if you won that, it would have made up for the loss. And you say, right, it's not a bad week. Turns out Mm. we got an extra, we got an extra four. But (laughs) yeah, well, which we which we say get into now. Again, overall happy with a point, but just just to give it away later on, kind of. Sticks in the throat a little bit. Yeah, okay, then uh, obviously then the news came through. Uh, the appeal decision was to uh, rather than deduct us ten points, deduct us six. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, we get four points back. Now this uh, this whole process has stank from high on for for from the very very beginning. And uh, from this again, this is my opinion. It was all about the Premier League uh, trying to flex their muscles uh, and show the UK government that listen, we we can manage our own affairs. We don't need you to come in. We don't need an independent regulator. And the only good thing to come out of this is that they've proven they haven't a fucking clue what they're doing. They're making up as they go along. Initially, they uh, charged uh, a point, they appoint an independent commission, inverted commas, and basically had to go along telling them what to do, which is, again, it's mind-boggling how they got away with it. Uh, Then we get the 10 points, and then we appeal, obviously, and then another independent, inverted commas, commission is appointed. And midway through all these processes, they're, they're changing the rules literally week by week. And well, I know we spoke about it before when Richard Masters was up in front of a government uh, panel to explain everything. I mean, he came across as an absolute fool. It was, it was just making up off the top of his head. He'd no, he'd no structure. He'd, he'd no proper answers. 
Uh, and okay, we got four points back. Uh, I, I'm not happy at all. With it. It's it's something. It's a start. But uh, it it should it should have been all or none. And then some some press said the other day, well, if you get known back, you're in even worse position. I understand that, but I mean, you can't decide. Well, one thing, you can't decide to give us 10 points and then tell someone else to tell us or to tell a commission only give them four points back. And it's all about the Premier League trying to save face, which, again, I'd say, they to come out of this stinking as shit. And that's the only good thing to come out of it. really, really is. Yeah, it's been... I'd say comical if we weren't involved ourselves because it's been absolutely draining. And I suppose the sorry thing is, is, is it's not even over yet. Um, it's it's hard to fathom how it's got to this stage without any kind of process, and it's just kind of winging it and throwing a few things kind of at throwing opinions, throwing whatever they they feel out there and hoping that it'll come back. And if there's nothing kind of in place, you know, they're reaching to the EPL framework, they're making up frameworks, they're doing whatever the case that it is, and then. There's no precedence for anything. You know, if they're going to charge and to whatever, prosecute and to, and to take point, it needs to be set out. So this is a structure that if you go over by it, so that you can relate to it. Whereas if, we, and basically if we're guilty and if we've done, well, then you know exactly what you're doing ahead of time. You know, the same way with, I, I think it's going to get worse now because you look at a second charge. There's nothing in place for a first charge. There's most certainly nothing for a second charge. So it's completely up for, you know, just what, I'd say one person's opinion is, but there'll be another independent commission who are going to be influenced by whoever else is kind of saying it. And it's just keeping the show kind of going. It's all about the big show. It'll have interest. It'll generate this. You know, I would put basically everything that I have on it to say that if this was involving any of your so-called Sky 4, 5, 6, whatever they call themselves now, this would not be an issue whatsoever. It would not be ongoing. There is no way that they would have taken 10 points off any of those clubs and haven't sit and to deal with that mentality for, I don't know what we've been in, probably a third of the season. And then we're now, now going to have to go into the last 12 games with another one, potentially until middle of the summer before we know what the actual outcome is. It's ridiculous, you know, but it's 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 draining. I, I, I feel for the players because obviously there's no way to switch off from it. You know, you're looking at a table and that those points shouldn't have been taken until the appeal is finished. And if they had said, right, you're still on your points, but potentially whatever whatever the wording may be you know uh pending appeal that at least you're playing with your points and i think it changes how you play you see the table and we're in 12th you're a lot more confident you're a lot more uh progressive you're not kind of holding on and saying right we just don't need to lose here and get a point and that's it's thrown the whole season into you know what the right word is but it's not it's it's not been a level playing field for everybody because we've had that hanging over us and it's just i there's no way that it cannot have affected management players how you're you know how you're treating games you know are you hanging on happy with a point as opposed to you know what let's go win this and if we get caught it's not the end of the world because we're in 12th i i i look at wolves and you see the way that they're playing with a lot more freedom now they're up to eight just by getting themselves out of out of that bottom section and it's you know if it if the if the points hadn't been taken off, I think we'd be a lot further up the table based on it. But the whole thing is just, it's a joke. And how, how they come up with, let's give them back four. It's just yeah. an opinion. It's just, you know, again, there's no breakdown and say, we removed one for this, we removed one for this. It's just, yeah, let's give six. 
I think Dice alluded to it's exactly what you just said that uh, if we had just said, right, we're going to charge us and potentially you're getting 10 points. Potentially, you're getting 10 points taken off. But just carry on as you are with this asterisk, asterisk beside you. And, and if you're found guilty, blah, blah, blah. But to, to do it immediately, after you knocked us sideways and, and sent it down the table, but it just put a whole question mark over the whole structure of the league and the table and who's where and where we're going to be in two months. But the main thing that pissed everybody off, not just Everton fans, is that the length of time it took for both the, in the, the first independent commission and then the second one and then to come out with their decision. I mean, it's over two, two and a half, nearly two and a half weeks since the, the second appeal ended. So, I mean, I just don't get the delay, which I go back to my initial point. It's just all about the Premier League trying to save face. And it's absolutely blown up in front of them because the whole world can see now corruption or we can't cook. They're just looking after, like you said, their favourites. And I say favourites, these are the fuckers who wanted to leave the league. Do you know what I mean? And and go off and set up their own Super League and like, didn't give a shit about the Premier League then. Now, all of a sudden, people who wanted to stay are people who, oh, listen, we, we were guilty. We overstepped the mark slightly. Going back to 19.5 million over three seasons. In Premier League terms, it's absolutely pennies. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing. So to hammer us, and I don't know what's going to happen now with the second, and Forrest as well, and have Chelsea and Man City sitting for over a year and a half with charges against them and not do anything. It's just, it's proven that they don't want anybody to break into that top, top level. Not that we're going to anytime soon or Forest, but they're trying to stop progression of teams. That's that's the whole thing that comes out of this. Like, the, these new rules, you can't do this, you can't do that. So it's going to stop the likes of People like Newcastle, uh, possibly Tottenham, but I don't own, I don't know. Even someone like West Ham who have big money. You can't they're basically saying, This lads, this is a closed members club. You're not coming in. You should stay down there and fight for the, the mid table positions or scrap a relegation. You're not allowed in. And that's what's come out of this. So the sooner the better an independent uh regulator comes in. And Richard Masters, Jesus Christ, the clown that he is. He he has to be gone sometime soon. Yeah, you would think I I I the whole as I said, look, the whole the whole thing is a shambles, but you're hundred percent right that it's basically trying to do a legalized closed shop so that teams can't progress and they can't break into it because the other teams don't want to miss out on that Champions League money, so they need to make sure that they're boxed away. So if I can't generate X amount, I'm gonna to have to sell my top players who they'll just pick off and say, right, just make them better. And everybody else just kind of fights for the scraps down the bottom and has to do whatever it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an absolute joke. But as you said, the, the sooner some in proper independent regulator of the whole league comes in and structures it and, and it's putting something into place, be the salary cap. I know they're talking about something else for next year, based on UEFA, based on your wages and different things, but something needs to change because Bottom line is these clubs will probably still up and leave as soon as an offer comes in for 
for a super league or whatever the case may be. And 100%. they and they'll bend down and they'll, you know, they'll do whatever they can to take him. And, you know, it, that that's what it's all about. It's just about appeasing them. But look to get back to it. And the and the the points we got back. I, I'm totally mixed about it because I think it's bullshit that we're having anything taken off. But at the same time, I think four is better than nothing because I did I didn't trust them to give us anything back. I don't think because again they're trying to save face. But I think you, ten was so such a ridiculous punishment initially. We had to get some, you know. I don't think everyone realized how how harsh a penalty ten was. So we had to get something back. But mentioned about how it's affected Everton. It's not just affecting Everton. You see, they're interviewing. Rob Edwards after Luton play and he's saying, Oh, we're trying to trying to not kind of deal with it. We need to do our own thing. But they interviewed, I don't know, is it Norgard? Is it from from Brentford the other night as well? And he's saying, how can anybody play under these conditions? Like not knowing what what, no, what yeah. And and for me, that's what's wrong about it. Like it's just it not just that. The whole the whole thing from top to bottom is is disgusting. You know, and it's really just, we got caught in the crossfire, I think. You know, I think by going to them and saying, right, we're towing close to the line here, whatever the case may be, a couple of years ago. And there's no way since that the league has started or these rules have come in after Portsmouth got done that no one has gone over it. And I think if you trawl through it, you know, it's just a case of, right, we're against the shit here and we need to kind of save face. What can we do? And basically we got done because we basically put our hand up and said, you know what? We're, 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 we know we're close to it. What should we do? You know, and try to work with him. And I think that's the worst thing we did was ever kind of try to try to work with him. Like Chelsea have done the exact same thing. When the mad Todd Bowley took over, he said, listen, we've, we've had a look back through the, the finances uh, over the last few years and we think we've done something wrong here. That was like over a year and a half ago. And nothing, not a whisper has come out about that. So, as far as I'm saying, we're punishing you. Uh, listen, you, you said you were guilty. So did Chelsea. What, where's, where, where's their punishment? Where's their whispers or their independent commission? Or It's just, again, it goes back to the point that they're looking after their favourites. And they use Everton as a guinea pig. Say, listen, we're going to hammer these and see how we get on. Again, it was just a, a shot in the dark. We just happened to be the gobshites who... who yep came forward and said, listen, lads, we're after, we're after. And the killer thing is that we played along with them for probably the last two and a half seasons. We're selling players, okay, can we buy him? Yeah, go on and buy him. Okay, you can buy him, but you might need to sell him. So we've actually walked a tightrope for two and a half seasons. Yeah, they came out and absolutely stamp on us for, for holding the hands up. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that reflects when Forrest get heard over the... So we said that we had to sell Richarlison before the 30th of June, whereas they held back on Brennan Johnson so that they could maximise. They had a bid before the 30th. They didn't sell him. Now that's gone over. And he played three games in the meantime. Yeah. So by the yeah. by the time he was sold. So there's an on-field advantage if you're keeping your best player for three games so that you can sell him for extra. And now, yeah. Forrest's problem is their problem. But again, I don't have faith in them to put a fair kind of system in place and do it side by side or whatever the case may be. But I just don't, don't know where it goes, especially if they're going to change the rules again in the summer to something else. Ooh. You know, the big thing now is kind of what are they going to hit us with going forward? You know, if we, if the, when the numbers are released, you know, will it be a case of 
we've already, you know, you hear double jeopardy now and that we've been charged for it. Does it go to, say we've already been charged for two thirds of the period. So do we get two points or is it a case of Jesus, we've hit these enough and they might suspend it or did they say, right, should we prepare for six again? That's the thing. Like someone said yesterday, uh, okay, you've, you've, done a, you've done wrong once, you're after doing it again, so I'm going to double punish you. But we're not after doing it again because you're charged us for a three-season block and you've already punished us for two or that three seasons, so it's it just, again, I think they're just making this up as they go along and they're changing the goalposts every single week just to try and make themselves look competent. And they're not. They're looking like an absolute joke outfit, which they are. And when it all settles down, God knows when it will stop because this city thing is still going on. Uh, again, I said about the Chelsea Forest. Uh, how, how many other teams, like you said, how many other teams have overstepped the mark? Not, not by a huge amount, but by their rules, well, the rules that were in place at the time, uh, how many other teams have gone over 19.5 or 20 million over three years. I guarantee it, nearly half the league, if not more, has gone way, way over that. I mean, because the money, you see on transfer deadline day, the money being spent is absolutely, it's disgusting to be honest for a start, but I mean, there's no way that only two teams have done it over the last three or four seasons. So They all have to be in three or four seasons rather than the last 30 years since the money has started to, you know, there you go. You yeah. know, doesn't, okay. or sorry, not 30 years because it came in, I think, I think it was after Portsmouth did it, so maybe 10, whatever that was, 2013, maybe, whatever, whatever year that they, they got the, the nine, the nine points. I think they brought it in after that, but there's no, there's no way, you know, money has been stupid in the last couple of years. So, but again, it's rules week by week at this stage. Uh, and, and that's another thing the, the new rules are going to bring in the summer they still have to charge City or punish City and Chelsea under the old rules because they broke the old rules so you can't say okay you misspent or you overspent uh, a billion whatever I say uh, but under the new rules that's okay it's not okay because they broke the old rules That's that's the whole that's the whole point. But again, it, it just comes down to protecting our little little club and the little clique. It, it's sickening. Uh, right, so we wrap this up because again, this is like about <laughs> four podcasts on its own. It really, really is. Four points back, it's, it's, nah, it's, it, obviously it helps, it gets us up the table, but it's just, it just, it just stinks. Just leaves such a bad taste in the mouth. Uh, and it's, again, it's probably only halfway through the story as well. So, uh, I don't know. Draining, draining is not the word. It's, it's just, it's just a cloud. Like I said, over the whole league, not just ourselves. There's a amount of six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams don't know where they stand, uh, even now, because there's, there's still charges hanging over ourselves in Forest. Uh, right, listen, we leave that there for for <laughs> this week anyway. Uh, just do a quick prediction for the West Ham. I watched them the other night. Uh, played very, very well. Uh, Mark, or not Mark Noble. Um, uh, Bowen. Yeah. Uh, Post-hat-trick. But he's just, when he's on, 
when he's on his game, he's such a such a player. He just pops up and he he's everywhere. But West Ham are very hit and miss. I mean, they took a couple of bad hammers there you now, week after week. I think they shipped eight goals in two games. So they were, they were Moyes was under a bit of pressure. So I wouldn't be overly confident about playing the ball. I wouldn't be afraid of them either. No, not at all. As you said, they're totally hit and miss and capable of shipping goals. Not that we are capable of scoring a whole pile, but mm. I think you'll get chances and I think it'll be a case of, right, both teams will kind of just try to catch each other on the break, wait for opportunities and hopefully that we can be solid again. You know, we know that we're able to defend and just beat that little bit clinical. Hopefully we'll get a boost from having, not even the fact that we've got points back, that just, it's over. You know, it's the the mental side of things of what's going to happen, what's going to happen, will we get any? You can just drop it for now until the next one starts. So hopefully there'll be a bit of a release on Saturday because of it. But yeah, I mean, West Ham, I mean, to be fair to them, for, for a crowd we say that are hit and miss, they're up in eight, eight, 39 points already, you know, so it's it's not a bad position to be in for, g- g- yeah. g- given that Moyes but, uh, was in trouble. But yeah, I mean, they'd lost three before the weekend, so hopefully they'd have that win out of their system, you know. Mm. So I think there's something to be got there, you know. I think if we, again, knowing the way we play, if we can score first, we can we can dig in and we can and get it. So I'm going to go 1-0 Everton. 1-0 Everton. I'm going to go 2-1 Everton. But again, you're, you're spot on. I just think that the fact that this is well seemed to have come to an end, and uh, it the pressure that has been on not just the, the the club but the players and and people say, ah, oh, they don't read into it. You know, they they don't. I mean, they, they they're not they're humans at the at the end of the day. And uh, I just think that the 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 pressure has kind of relieved slightly. So I think that. Um, Freedom, I know freedom might be a bit of a, a strong word for an Everton team, but I just think that they, they might relax a bit more and, and there's not as much tension that has been for over the last couple of months. Um, we, like we're in kind of okay form, like we've lost one and six, so we're not. I know we were down there, but uh, I think if we can get get one win and just, just get on a bit of a roll, go and beat now for. Three four get well we won't because I know United is coming up and the derby is on the horizon. But um, yeah, I just think that they might play with a little bit of a relaxed feeling now. We'll just just have a go and and, and no pressure. And the, the the atmosphere in the ground should be quite uh, no, it has been good all along, but in a positive way this time now because the atmosphere is more like about protest and letting the Premier League know how we feel. So I think uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with two one. Uh, again, we, I think we just need to start getting a win somewhere along the way just to just to get that I know there's a five point cushion now but I think we're going to need another eight, nine, ten points just to just to keep looting at bay and Forest so right 2-1 for me ok Rich thanks very much for today cheers Joe good to be back and have a have yeah. a moan about have a moan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, you know, it's, it's like therapy. A good moan. A good moan <laughs> helps you get through your day. Uh listen folks, again, apologize about uh the, the lack of content recently. Uh it just just shit gets in the way. Stuff just happens in life and it's hard to get us all together um at, at one time. Uh, and on that, if anybody wants to come on at any stage, uh just just get in touch. 
uh, and we, we'll see who's available. We'll get someone or a couple of different voices. Wouldn't be too bad, to be honest. Get Frankie on Anlon. Frankie likes a good moan. So, uh, or Shane, well, even Shane likes a moan even more than anybody. But uh, anybody wants to come on, just, just give us a shout. And uh, we'll, we'll try and get two or three people together uh, on a weekly basis. So, uh, anyway, thanks very much, folks. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees. <laughs>